Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. All hey, my hey. brewing brothers and sisters, hey, howdy, hey. Greetings, Jamil. How's your head? <laughs> that was the weirdest intro you guys have ever done. I know. What was that? Oh, no, you haven't been listening long enough then. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listening now. <laughs> you become more like Justin every day. I'm just saying. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> my th- my son is exactly. Uh no, uh we're we're here. We're back, yes. Live in the the lovely uh, studio at the Hop Grenade in downtown Concord, California, which is a very nice downtown actually. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh and I mean That's but not the Pacheco or Martinez was bad. And I I tell you my favorite thing is not having to drive around the freaking block looking for parking, parking space yeah. that would allow me enough time to put enough quarters in to to be able to park and Free parking, yeah, like a four-level parking structure for four hours. There's always parking here for free. Yeah, awesome. It's like a block from the uh, the hop grenade. You come in, twenty-one beers on free parking, uh, and you can hear the show and and see sure. us right right through the yeah. uh, big glass window there. Be careful though if you're going to park uh, all day, like if you work here, mm-hmm. because uh, mm-hmm. it's four-hour parking during the uh, week. And uh, poor Bevo got a ticket. Two. Oh, oh really? no, two of them. I've gotten two of them. Oh no. Well, I, well, I, one I, of them I got because I was parked <laughs> on the street for too long. I deserved that one, but I was hungover and I didn't care. I just don't care about the people who work here. I'm what I'm then talking I'm, about because we what we do, John, is not work. Then I'm no, not going to tell you that if you park on the third floor, it's free all day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Third floor, seventy-two hours. In fact, they told me. Seventy-two, Jesus yeah. Christ! What are you doing for seventy-two hours down here? Well, I was I was going to park the car here, and then we were going to go up to Dobbins, but oh uh, yeah, but as as could have done that, mm-hmm. but it you know, worked out better going par- parking at the brewery. It did. Why? Well, it was it was inside, less pigeons. <laughs> it's a rental car, John. That's true. I don't know. You you, you understand the concepts of rental car? <laughs> Concept of rental car is. You you get somebody to loan you a car. You pay them like thirty five dollars a day, and for that thirty five dollars, you are able to do whatever you damn well please to that car. <laughs> if you ever want to ruin a car, this is your opportunity. You when you want the accelerator, you push that thing to the floor. When you want the brake, you push that thing to the floor. When it's time for a turn, you yank that thing hard. When it comes to parking, you just mm-hmm. slam it in any old spot you can find. Have the music as loud as I want. Hmm? Well, if you have no passengers. That's always the case. There you go. Yeah. But uh, that's rental car. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Filling you in here. That's why but, you I paid mean, your 35 bucks. Yeah, that's true. But, 
I mean, I was I was prepared to park up there for seventy-two mm-hmm. hours, and they said, "Well, it may be broken into, you know, off chance." <laughs> so better at the brewery when it was, you know, instead of me just being dumped on. We're certain that it's going to be going to be broken into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, what car is this? Let's uh, let's put a homeless person in there. Yeah. No. Um, speaking of homeless people, uh, have you seen John Blickman recently? <laughs> no, I haven't. I. <laughs> Haven't seen him since uh, NHC this past June, but uh, I'm sure he's busy, you know, in his little cave uh, designing more cool brewing equipment. Right, right. And I would, I would say this about him, you know, he has that kind of crazy, that goes crazy, well crazy look. Yeah, <laughs> that like you know, you meet some homeless people, not all, but some homeless people on the street, and one of the reasons they're homeless is because they have uh, you know mental problems. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're never really sure if they're absolutely genius. They're so intelligent that they have ended up on the street because they just can't not, be confined by. They're they're not syncing up with the rest of reality. They're they've they've evolved past us, and mm-hmm. we're all you know, like ah. And this person <laughs> who's you know spouting off numbers and all this stuff, they're they're giving us like the answer to you know uh, you know how the universe was formed and you know what you know the answer of uh, you know life mm-hmm. and they're spouting that off and we're just like ah crazy person same thing with John Blickman yeah I'm yeah. telling you the guy's genius enough to almost appear crazy that's true that's yeah. what, that's what I'm saying he's that's a that's a really brilliant guy right there yeah yeah I mean you'll notice John and Doug I mean sometimes they'll just be chuckling together Right, right. And kind of like us, but I mean, you know, but... <laughs> Ours is about hand. the size of our dicks. Uh, for John, it's, it's about something intelligent. Yeah, that's right. Yes. And, and when that's the thing. You'll go and you'll you'll hang with these guys. They'll take you to dinner. They're very nice. Oh, yeah. And then you're, 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 you're chatting, and then all of a sudden they get some idea. And then they're like, hey, and they start engineering something while you're sitting there at the yeah. table. Napkins being snapped right. up right and left. And then they, they kind of ignore you because you're not smart enough to be part of that conversation. But, hey, I can, I can deal with that because I have alcohol, which helps <laughs> me get through the day. Yeah, all right, all right. And when, when intelligent people are doing their work. Right, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll grab a crayon and we'll keep ourselves content. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start coloring it. I have learned to color inside the lines. I'm just saying. Yeah. It took a while, but I, I'm getting there. It's not that bad. I no. can do it. I, I Trust me. John, trust oh, me. All right. I'm just saying. I'll give you the other two colors then, too. All right. Uh, no, no. Uh, in, in, so, long story short, they take this genius, and they apply it to the products made by Blickman Engineering Company. You go to BlickmanEngineering.com, Blickman with two ends. Uh, you'll see a lot of the cool things that they do. And the thing I love, it's like the beer gun. Yeah. It's, okay, here's how everybody f- fills beer bottles. Can we do it better? And sure enough, they invents could. a better way of filling beer bottles. Mm-hmm. A, a way that gets patented. And they get assigned a patent. And, yeah, it's a brilliant way of filling beer bottles. Yeah. Well, in fact, when you were battling some of the first batches, you know, commercial batches of heretic beer, you use beer guns to do it. Uh we used it to fill five thousand worry bottles. There you go. There you go. We ganged four of those things together and <laughs> and uh filled five thousand worry bottles with it. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh 
you know, it's it's, it's a, a good tool. A, a good tool. It's a great way of filling that. I think uh, ought to work its way into commercial packaging. And I, I've been trying to convince Blickman to do it, but he's too busy working a homebrew. Yeah. What the hell's the matter with him? He likes the little guys like us. Like little, he. right. Okay. Yes. Us little guys. Mm-hmm. You're right. He does. So uh, tell him you like him. Go to BlickmanEngineering.com. Send him an email and tell him how, how great he is for sponsoring this show. All right. What are we talking about today? Uh, some More nonsense? Yeah. Miscellaneous quick Q&A. <laughs> no, it's Q&A. The show is about what? <coughs> Just claim something. Claim something. It's about... Uh, brewing by the numbers. Brewing by the numbers. All right. Coming up uh, after this break, what we're going to do is uh, get your questions. You can actually uh, email in brewstrong at thebrewingnetwork.com. Email in your questions. We answer on the shows like That's this. That's right. And now we actually take it since we have the absolutely lovely uh, Bevo uh, in, yeah. in studio with us. She will screen your, your chat questions. She will actually take live phone calls. You get to talk to Bevo. If you call, dial yes. 888-401-BEER, 888-401-2337. That's right. Get to talk to Bevo. That's actually quite nice. And if you have a question, uh, she'll put you on the air. All right. We'll be back after this. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! <laughs> Blickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Don't be silly, J.P. We have beer to brew. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. 
Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymer G Magazine and e for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> yeah, we uh, during the break we were talking about. Oh, I haven't done during the break stuff <laughs> anymore too. for a long time. We used to do. Oh, during the break we talked about. I yep. love that Schrodinger's cat. I thought that was the, 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 the you know wonderful. It was. We, there's a lot we haven't covered in the uh, six times six breaks that you haven't done that. Uh, no, I, I haven't done that. it for, for like a couple of months, I think. Yeah, yeah well, during the break, we were talking about, uh, we get a beer in front of us, and, uh, you know, amazing, great head retention and lacing. I mean, the the glass is com- solidly coated with lacing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's like a meringue almost. But you don't use hop extract in this at all. No. It's, it's no, 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 strictly no. normal hops. Right. I wasn't going to say it was our beer, but yeah, it is our beer. Um and well, that's kind of germane to the whole discussion we were having, though. No, no, no. I, I think it is. I think um, so. We were talking about uh, you know problems that people have with fermentation, things like that, and the questions that that are asked. We were talking at uh, NCHF, and you know a lot of people when the, when they see John, uh, there's like ah oh, John, you know water, 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 right? And you know you talk to them about water and all that, and it's almost assuming that. They've done a great job on everything else, right? And and you know and I know that sanitation is more important. Right. Fermentation is you know far more important. Yeah. Temperature control, uh, you know, uh, even recipe is probably more important than than water. That's correct. Yeah. Um, 
And so I was saying, uh, you know, looking at this beer, I'm like, you know, that's amazing head. Yeah. And um, when you, you know, when people complain about, oh, they don't get good head on their beer, a lot of times, you know, their focus is the mash. Uh, mash. Oh, you know, I didn't it's the just mash. It's, yeah. it's this, you know, I was at 152 and a half, not 152. I did, you know, this. I did that. Oh, maybe it's the water. Maybe, maybe it's, it's this. Pills. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's all the stuff. Oh, what other grains should I add? And, you know, should I do all these protein rest? Do I need to do triple decoction and all that stuff? And it's like, you know, simple infusion. <laughs> you know, whatever your tap water is. Uh, you know, use grains that were grown and malted by a a actual malting company that you didn't like, like doing your own backyard and then malt in your dryer, and you're probably fine on all that. Right. And what it is is great fermentation, right? You know, good, solid, you know, healthy yeast, not a lot of dead yeast you're carrying over, temperature control, you know, viability, things like that. Great fermentation, and then. Head takes care of itself. Yeah. I mean, head retention is, I mean, this this beard demonstrates it. Good head retention will happen. It's the detrimental effects. Uh, stressful, stressful fermentation. Yeast stress mm-hmm. releases a lot of lipids. Right. Lipids act to break up the foam and cause a rapid fall in the head retention. Uh, obviously, this beer doesn't have that. And it so, looks like it was nitrogenated. Yeah. It's just clinging all over. <laughs> yeah, and it's you know with tight, creamy bubble, and yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, then we talked about you know how uh, Charlie Bamforth, right? Um, you know, we asked him about hot side aeration, right? It's always been about. And he's like, you know, and and people just focus on that endlessly, and he's like, you know, if if your fermentation's good, that'll actually clear up any issues you have with hot side aeration. That's not a not a big deal, right? Because like uh, Anheuser Busch, um, was it Anheuser Busch or, or Coors yeah. that was cascading their hot wort down a? It was a, a yeah. right. A, they they do it down a waterfall like a like a a washboard waterfall. Yeah, called hot stripping. Yeah, and they're stripping out volatile whatever. The, if they're if hot side aeration is an issue, they're loading up on hot side aeration. Yeah. If you were trying. To get as much hot side aeration as possible, this is how you would do it. Mm-hmm. And they have no problems with hot side aeration. Why? Because their fermentation is really good. Yeah. You know? So they they resolve that. That is not a problem. But yet, we will get people talking about hot side aeration endlessly. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, oh, you know... I want to use a pump, but then it could, you know, hot side aeration. Oh, it's splashing. It's like, well... All right, you know, do what you can easily do to try and minimize hot side right. aeration. Good but, brewing practice. Yeah, but, you know, try and be gentle on your word, yeah. you know, but don't obsess over it. Obsess over fermentation. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. I, in fact, if I were to digress a little bit on high side aeration, uh, this past summer at NHC, um, the HA has sponsored a study on hot side aeration. The HA is doing that. Um, it's one of the things that they, the organization does is they provide – uh, money and resources to help brewers with proposals. Um, you know, if they want to address the brewing uh-huh. question, uh, this brewer said, "I'd like to do a study on hot side aeration," mm-hmm. and uh, they supply some money to it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he did a presentation at NHC. Well, anyway, the the 
the variables that he used in the well, hold study. On, hold, hold on. Before you get into the variables, okay. I, I want to say, see, that's another great example why the AHA is so worthy of our support. Right. You know, not only all the cool stuff you get, the you know the the, the free AHA rallies, the the Zymergy magazine, the pub discount program, the homebrew, you know, the, the, home the forums, the conference, all that stuff. You know, and you know somebody looking out for homebrewing in general, they really believe that you know their role is not just to sell you a membership, you know, collect money. It's a nonprofit, you know, collect money and you know. Do whatever. It's how do we make homebrewing better? How do we help homebrewing, you know, be better, exist longer, you know, get more people? That's their goal. It's it's like a you know very altruistic. Yeah, yeah. it really is. So if you got if you got the you know one batch's worth of ingredients in money to spare, sign up for the AHA. Seriously, uh, do it through the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network gets a little cut. And that helps, you know, keep this stuff on the air. But right. really, it's great stuff. And and they keep coming up with stuff like this. How, you know, can we take some of this? We've got a little bit of extra money. Can we put that back into research, you know, from home brewers yeah. to actually, you know, uh, teach us more and make better homebrew? Right. Very cool. I love that. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm sorry I interrupted. But, no worries. Uh, you know, no worries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, long story short with the, with the study, I mean, they – they used a whisk and a, and a mixer, and they they frothed the wort um, at the beginning of the of the mash, um, at the end of the mash, during the sparge. I mean, you know, taking several opportunities to put air into, uh, you know, in into the wort when it was hot. Um, did several different batches and fermented them well, and then they had these bottles evaluated by various uh, brewers or and judges. Um, the the result was that they could not find a statistical difference in the uh, shelf life of the beers mm-hmm. um, between the controls and these various conditions of where they where they aerated the word hot, um, and it really it does kind of point you know in terms of the null hypothesis and so on um, that uh, a good fermentation will negate the effects of hot saturation and. Uh, beer shelf life stability is really more dependent on your your package oxygen, how you and treat how the beer, sanitary everything is. Yeah, how sanitary and and how much oxygen and you're how getting. How great your fermentation was and all right. that. Yeah. Right. It strikes me that there's a ton of uh, that, that this is a through line in brewing of uh, mm-hmm. focusing on details when. Like you know, you're just bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like yes. oh, I want you know, I'm worried about the the octane of the fuel in my car, and also the uh, this, the right. the degree of the steering wheel. Meanwhile, there's no wheels on the car. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, very good. Oh, you 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 have never changed the oil, and you've yeah. never checked the oil, but you're worried about yeah. What kind of am I putting in? Like you know, a high high enough octane gas in my car, and my that's an excellent. Uh, analogy. You know, uh, analogy. Yeah, I wonder if it, maybe it's just easier to. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's not never easier checked, to. Nip you've nip. never checked for air in your tires, <laughs> yet you're worried about uh, you know the timing of you know uh, of your uh, right air to fuel you know, ratio. Right. Yeah. 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 Air to fuel well, ratio. Honestly, water is like that. that. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, it's, I it, it's important, but yeah. you know, generally, any gas you can buy from a gas station going to work out just fine in your car. Mm-hmm. You know, just about any decent water 
you know, if it tastes okay, it's gonna brew you know, great beer. it's going to brew fine beer. You you do just fine with it. I think you know that 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 was excellent, Scott. Thank you. Yeah, I think that really clarifies it for a lot of people. They're focusing on the wrong things. You know, they're they're wondering what kind of windshield washer fluid should I use? What's the ratio of water to windshield washer fluids? Do, do I use this washer fluid that is you know like uh, you know for cold weather? My weather gets cold, but you know, is it cold enough that I need a special uh, cold weather washer fluid? Or <laughs> Jesus Christ! You realize that your tires are totally bald and you're going to steer off the road and die? And you have no transmission. Right, right. And <laughs> yeah, you're, you know, you haven't changed oil in 50,000 miles and there's probably no oil left. Well, why do you think that is? That's so interesting. Like, wh- why are people so prone to focusing on minutiae uh, when, and they, well, and they disregard it, they the They listen to stuff. talk radio. Too yeah, much. well, part, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll be right and back on car talk after part this. Of, part, part of it is the bullshit that's out there. And I wonder if hot side aeration was kind of. More theoretical than than realistic. Yeah. There's so much theoretical stuff, and part of it is, hey, you know, if you're wondering about this and thinking about it, great. And if you have an idea or a thought that maybe something could be an issue or could be a better way of doing things, mm-hmm. absolutely get out there on the forums. You know, suggest it as a possibility. But the problem is, people latch on to the stupid stuff and go forward with it with no. You know, no research whatsoever. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's depressing. Well, you know, I mean, George was the one that kind of brought it up. George Fix. Oh, what did that guy know? Jesus. <laughs> but you know, he I was he was yeah he was bringing it up and looking at it because you know this is a factor could be you know a factor in brewing. Where does it fit in? Nobody else is really talking about it much. Uh-huh. Let's look into it. Um, AJ, water, myself with water. I mean. Something that oh, what do people, you guys know about water? Yeah, we you know people had questions. And it's like okay, let's let's try to answer these questions. Right. right. What kind of got, gets missed though is because we get into these discussions on the forums and so on is the context, the overall context. Mm-hmm. Where does water fit into the big picture? Well, where does hot aeration fit into the big picture? I don't think you're picture? wrong. You know, you're answering questions for people, and you're you're people ask you. Hey John, uh, you know what is what is this? And you do the research, and you're working on it. And you go well. Here's the answer, and then you know there's just a lot of discussion around it. And it, but I don't think you are the one, or any any you know AJ or you or anyone was the person that said maybe it was Colin. It's goddamn Colin's <laughs> fault that said you know hey beer is you know ninety five percent water. It's like well sure it is. So water's the most important ingredient in beer. No, uh, because ninety-five percent of water that you can get out of a tap is perfectly fine for brewing beer. Don't lose sight of that. You know, the 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 inference is that because water is ninety-five percent of beer, right. that the water coming out of the tap, you know, you have to totally focus on that. That's like, well, they've already taken, you know, the. Utility company that is producing your water is actually taking care of that for you, or you know, God is taking care of it for you, or whoever, whatever you want to think. You know, the water, water is water. Water will not dissolve. I mean, water is a great solvent. Right. It'll dissolve, you know, a lot of stuff. But even water's capability to dissolve a ton of stuff, you boil it, and pretty much all this stuff drops out. The water still is going to be. Pretty much okay, unless you have the most horrible water in the world. Right, it can pretty much uh, you know muddle you can, along. Water yeah. seeks its own balance. That's right. 
Yeah, you. I mean, as as we've said, you know, any water, most any water will brew good beer. Um, the only time to get really concerned about water is if you're trying to address specific issues, you know, specific organic aromas and so on that are coming in from the water supply. Um, or you know, if you live in Beirut and your yeah. you, your municipality is not taking care of it for you. Yeah, if it's been right. bombed out. So, Well, here's the other great thing I'll say about this this pint of beer. Look how clean that glass must have been. Oh, yeah. You guys are doing a good job. I, I actually had uh, one of your servers pour me a glass of beer, and he looked at it and he goes, oh, because this beer isn't clean, this glass isn't clean, he goes, I'm going to pour you another one. Um, I didn't authorize that. And so he <laughs> you, dumped you it. paid double, right? He dumped it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I put on the Brienne tab twice. Okay. And, who, uh, who is it? It's coming out of his page. And then he was like, no, no, no. He goes, that, that glass wasn't 100% clean because he saw some, some you know, big bubbles forming on the side. And so he, he tossed it and got me a new one. I really appreciate that because that is how I instruct my people to do it. I hope they're doing it. I don't think they're, you know, I don't, I'm not sure everyone is that onto it. Look at this thing. It's forming all the way down. I, I took a picture of that. That is so impressive. Nice. It's uh, mm-hmm. about four, three-fourths gone, but the lacing is basically to the brim. All right, we're a half hour in. I still have head. Yeah. And and it's it's a, it's a not even lacing. It is a complete coating all the way down the glass. So between uh, Heretic Brewing Company, Ecolab Dishwashers, and the Hop Grenade staff, uh, it's yes. just it's dialed in. And your dishwasher's working that well, huh? Yeah. It works really well. It's the high temp... Uh, you know, yeah. very light on the chemical usage. Because my people are like, oh, we want a dishwasher. I'm like, it doesn't do as good a job as washing them by hand. That's that's probably true, yeah. but it's but it's damn high close. Volume, yeah. And it's yeah, exactly high volume. I have to find out what 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 model you have, and maybe we'll we'll talk we'll talk after this. All right, okay. yeah, <laughs> during the next break. Yeah, let's take a break. And during the, during the break, Scott and I will talk about dishwashers. Back after this. A few things happened 30 years ago. Arfanet migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that Hop Tech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. Hop Tech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. 
Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. to brew has never been so disgusting this is brew strong all right we're back we're actually uh, kind of enjoying the fact that we're having a chance to talk and yeah hang out again discuss uh you know what we think about uh Beers and brewing and dishwashers like and dishwashers and all that it's wonderful stuff. Um, you know, maybe we should uh, get to a couple of uh, Q and A questions. Oh yeah, right. Sure, why not? This is uh, Kevin in Seattle to start it off. He said, "Jamil and John, I've recently be uh, upgraded to a conical fermenter. When dumping trube, I've been removing the airlock and placing an empty sanitized airlock into the bunghole to let air in. Is this adequate to keep wild yeast and such out of the fermenter?" Uh, so, do you need to keep uh, wild yeast out of your fermenter when you're kind of just dropping yeast? Or right. So, um, you know, the way you do it commercially is, um, and for a lot of the people that's starting up nano breweries and and wondering about this, I I, yeah. I find that they have this question often: is to hook up CO two to your to your tank. Okay. Uh, even a you know low PSI. So when you pull something out. There's a replacement of carbon dioxide. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why people don't uh, do that, I don't know. But um, if you don't have that ability and you're working like you know, glass carboys and things like that in homebrew level, um, 
you know, replacing with an empty uh, sanitary, you know, airlock, something like that, eh, not the greatest. Actually, what's better is, you know, take a towel. Okay, damp towel. Uh, yeah, take a, take a you know, a dish towel, something like that. Soak it in a bucket of sanitizer. Mm-hmm. You know, a clean new one. Soak it in a bucket of sanitizer. And then lay it over the top of whatever you might, uh, you know, the opening okay. of whatever. Yep. And, you know, let the air draw through that, and that's probably, you know, a pretty decent filter. It's not a 100% sterile filter. You can actually right. hook up a uh, uh, a lot of uh, vendors, uh, Northern Brewer, More Beer, mm-hmm. they sell uh, little sterile air filters. You can right. hook that up and let that draw air through. Um, you know, the cheapest way is to just, you know, your bucket of star sand and, uh, towel. Uh, you know, Tea towel um, uh, yeah, a damp uh, towel will... Um, uh, the thicker the towel, the better. Uh, it okay. will, you know, draw through there. To, you know, it touches the sanitizer. It's pretty much done, and, and it'll stop most uh, airborne uh, wild yeast, bacteria, travel, and motes of dust. Yeah. And so, if you can Capture trap that that mode of dust, it doesn't get into the beer. You're good. Kevin goes on to say, "I have a barbed hose fitting on the lid that I use with CO2 to start a siphon and get mm-hmm. all the beer out when kegging. Mm-hmm. Would it be better to have an inline sterile filter on the hose barb while dumping tube instead of a dry airlock? After dumping tube, do I need to flood the top of the beer with CO2?" Right. So what he should do is just hook up CO2 to that barb and not a sterile filter. CO2 is pretty much sterile. sterile There's yeah. nothing living in there. And um, just turn it on at a couple of PSI and let it, you know, fill the vessel. Um, you could, if he was really picky, he could get a cask breather, you know, if he's worried about, you know, too much CO2 pressure, mm-hmm. which keeps it like one PSI. And it'll draw, you know, when he pulls stuff out, it'll keep it at one PSI. This actually reminds me of a question that I had. Speaking of uh, airlocks, I... When we did the last uh, Brewcaster Challenge beer and I did a double IPA, I had uh, the uh, primary. I had the primary going in that in the big carboy, right in like the six gallon, and um, I put it. I put it over to the five gallon for the secondary, mm-hmm. and I can't remember if I was cleaning the initial carboy or what I did, but I somehow popped the rubber part of the airlock down in, and now it's in the carboy. Uh-huh. It's in the empty carboy. It's right? Like, is there a way to get it out? Yes. Yeah. How? Uh, so what you do is um, you stick a piece of fabric in or something inside the, the open opening of the carboy. And then you invert the carboy so the uh, airlock stopper gets down in there. And then you pull on the fabric and it'll pull it up to, uh, to the opening and right out. Well, but how do you? But the the I mean, I could get the stopper to the to the the opening, right. but I couldn't mm-hmm. squeeze it through. How, how does the fabric the, help? The, the fabric does it because it's alongside of the stopper, or you can use you might be able to use a string or something like that. But yeah, just the so friction. The friction, friction between the between stopper and the and the fabric. Oh, yeah. Oh, I oh I but, see. But you know, keep everything moist and wet. Right. Which will allow it to, to all pull through, but you know, you stuff stuff like a handkerchief or something like a bandana or something in there. Roll the the stopper to where it's laying against it, and then pull the bandana out. I'll I see. So in right other out. words, the bandana gets in between the rubber and the glass. Yep. Yep. I see. And that's yep. the and and as as you're pulling more and it's getting tighter in there, uh, it's putting more pressure on the Which the bandana to the yeah, yeah to the surface, and and it's enough friction to pull it right out. Gotcha. 
that's a the real old one that actually I, I had read and didn't believe, and then I finally actually had that problem, and sure enough, it worked real easy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Good. It works. I, it works perfectly. Like every time. I was struggling. I was I was like I was like well this is I guess the carboy is a total loss right yeah you'll invert it and you'll pull, you'll pick at it with your fingers you'll yeah. you'll try and stick something in the hole yeah I was using like out. a bent wire uh, cut, right, a, a right. hanger no it, nothing, nothing works super easy with the with a piece of fabric wow there you go so I'm glad I guess I'm glad that I didn't I uh, considered just fermenting a batch in there anyway <laughs> like hey, I can just sit in there smashing right? the carboy the the forty dollar carboy right. to retrieve a one dollar stopper yeah. exactly <laughs> all right this one is from Nick. Nick says, hey, guys, first of all, love the show and the books. Uh, I really can't get enough Bruce Strong. Keep up the good work. Uh, there's a lot of conflicting information on the forums about the safety of plastics in brewing. I would like to use more plastics in my process because they are cheap and they are easy to work with. However, I can never get a clear answer of what is safe to use uh, and at what temperature. I really learned a lot from the episode on metals in brewing. Have you guys thought of it? Uh, doing an episode on plastics and brewing. Not necessarily, but we will certainly answer your question. Right. So we answered this one in, in fair detail in the last show. Yeah. Uh, but uh, generally the answer is, if it's FDA approved, it's fine. It doesn't matter what temperature it's approved for or all that stuff. Avoid colored plastics. Go with the, the clear, uh, you know, the translucent and the white, white. And, yeah. uh, and, and you're fine. There's not enough plasticizers or other compounds in there. Um, that are really going to, you know, if you if you get an odor from the plastic in your beer, that's a negative just from a odor point of aesthetic view. Yeah. Uh, point of view. But you know, it's not a health hazard. What do you work for the plastic company, man? Are you with Big Plastic? Is that um, it? I hey, yeah. I got well, the Big yeah, Plastic for like you. Like we said right in the here. last show, I mean, you know, um, what's a brew? Brew strong? No, yes. not brew strong. Um, Brewing the style? No, James show. As I blank on it for momentarily. Basic Brewing Radio. There we go. Basic Brewing Radio they did, did a good show on that. Toxicity thing. Yeah. Well, and speaking of big plastic, have you checked out adamandeve.com recently? No, I haven't. I'm telling you, you can find some pretty impressive pieces of plastic there. Bevo, have you, have you <laughs> purchased like any, that one. any large pieces of plastic from <laughs> no. adamandeve.com? She's doing the hand over the throat thing. No, <laughs> no. I, I, I imagine she's not getting the translucent or the white. I no, think she's I've going not. with darker no. colors. I have nev- I've not purchased anything of that nature from Adam and Eve. Yeah, yeah. I don't freaking believe her. Turn her mic off. Uh, but I'll tell you what she's probably getting at adamandeve.com. She's going there. She's using the offer code Jamel. J- See, I can turn my back to her, which is awesome. Cause then, uh, you're missing the, you're missing a great show, though. <laughs> if she's got a pair of scissors. scissors. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you go to adamandeve.com. You use the offer code Jamel. Are you using my name there when you go to adamandeve.com? You, you're typing in Jamel, J-A-M-I-L? No, I wasn't. Oh, yeah. So she is. Um, <laughs> you used off code Jamel. And what, what happens when you put your large plastic item, Bevo, into the shopping cart and you use off code Jamel? Oh, is you that where get, you put it? You get, you know, oh, you put it wherever you want. And you're going to get that large plastic item for uh, 50% off. Wow. <laughs> you go. Well, no, that's not the all. price, but not the size. Right. right, right. No, you're you're gonna get every bit of that giant uh, giant donger uh, right there, um, giant rubber donger uh, to, to 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 a session uh, phrase there, um, Australian phrase. Uh, I thought there were some bungee straps. <laughs> and and fifty uh, percent off. 
That's all you're paying. You're going to get free shipping. You're going to get a free extra gift. And you get to choose three free adult DVDs from categories such as anal, anal amateurization, big breasts, big butts, bisexual, chunky coeds, fetish, gay, interactive POV, lesbian, mills, etc. 50% off. That's it. All that rest of the stuff, free. And just use the off code Jamil. J-A-M-I-L. You can even do it off of mobile. Uh, check them out today. AdamandEve.com. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we will wrap up with uh, more questions and more answers right after this. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. No, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the Home Brewer. ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast packet you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter, so get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's 
our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zanashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical, this is Brew Strong. What did we miss on this uh, recent break? We talked about uh, Bevo's uh, fruit flies. We talked about Bevo's uh, proclivity for uh, large plastic items uh, colored uh, darkly. And we talked about uh, more dishwashers. Mm hmm. (laughs) You look at me for it. It's like you're looking at me like, man, he's not going to make it out of here alive. I just that she, she's going to cut a dude. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Her, her nostrils are getting more and more flared with each comment. <laughs> Do you have big nostrils, Stabiva? No, she does. No, no, she doesn't. But she flares <laughs> them when she is uh, having the uh, "this is nonsense" look. I think she's. I, I think she's going to give me a pass because, and here's why. All right, this is going to be good. You ready, Viva? I don't hurt the geriatric. Right. <laughs> it, there's that plus the mentally infirm. She married a mentally infirm dude. This is true. She must have a soft spot in her, spot, soft spot in her heart for stupid guys. You're right. I it, do. She pretends right. like she's annoyed, but <laughs> right. really she loves She you. ain't going to cut yeah. somebody as stupid as me. You're right. I do. And old as me. So That's there true. you go. <laughs> I, I got a pass. She's like, yeah, he's pathetic. And here, okay, here, I won't hurt him. Here I am right? taking her annoyance at face value. And that's so You silly. shall cut. That's so silly. So be careful, <laughs> right? You have no excuse. I do. So there you go. Yeah. Let's do a uh, question from Dan, mm-hmm. who says, guys, what resources are out there that you would recommend so I can learn how to taste what is wrong or uh, good about my beers? Uh-oh. Initially, I'd like to know how to make uh, better beers and judge them subjectively, but I don't know what I'm tasting mm. when I taste uh, my beer. It's possible I just don't have the palate at all, but I'd be inclined to believe that I just don't recognize these flavors. 
any guidance or help would be appreciated. So this is also sort of similar to what yeah, we were talking about. I, I think, I think uh, you know, uh, one of the greatest assets to a brewer trying to figure out if the beer, you know, what their beer is like is to submit it to as many competitions as possible. You know, yep. these blind competitions. I was talking to somebody at the NCHF, and he's like, oh, I take it to my, my club meeting, and they tell me it's buttery. And, you know, what can I do to reduce it? You know, get rid of this buttery. I'm like, well, first off, you know, don't give it to your club members. I mean, give it to them, but don't 100% trust them. Right. I mean, you know, sometimes people are Try too to nice, nice or yeah. are too critical just because they know you. So, you know, send it in blind. Or I, I told them, I said, find your, your finest lager. Uh, that you really like and everybody likes. I said, uh, and, you know, drink drink what's in there. Refill it with your homebrew. Recap it and take it down. They go, oh, I brought a bottle of this commercial beer. And see what people's responses are. I said, if people's responses aren't the same as they are when you bring your beer in, hmm. then you'll see how they're, yeah. yeah, they're, they're, you know, either they're being really nice to you, or you know, they're they're being really mean to you, or whatever. Not because they're bad people or good people. It's just because that's the way it is. Everything colors our perceptions. Yeah. You know, whether it's uh, you know the package it's in or whatever. So again, send them into competitions. I would suggest studying for like the BJCP exam. Even if right. you don't take the exam, the study part of it, if you find a, a study course near you, that can be helpful. Uh, you know, go through the, the BJCP style guide and try and buy as many examples as you see in there and taste them. Listen to our Brewing, uh, Brewing with Style show, uh, right. which we do on the Brewing Network as well. It's got a lot of information and, and we go through the examples and we, we cite some of the flavors that you're getting and, you right. know, should be getting. I think that helps as well. And then, you know, what worked for me was, you know, every time you drink something or eat something or, you know, a fart goes wafting by, um, you know, try to think about it. What am I smelling? What am I tasting? What is this? What are these aromas? How do I equate what I am detecting now with other things I've had that I can name? You know, put a name to it. Put a name to it. Put a name to it. And right. if you do that enough, you all of a sudden, you know, you'll you'll find yourself. It becomes much easier. Oh, that's those hops have a lot of geranium in them. Be floral, yeah. Oh, those hops are you know uh, that's pink grapefruit. Mm-hmm. That's oh, onion that's, garlic. You know yeah. that you know there's all yeah there's all these you know flavors that you already know that you consume you know on a regular basis. You just need to, you know, match the things up so you can talk to somebody else using those words. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, I was going to agree with you. Study for the BJCP. Uh, learn to be a beer judge. Um, you know, look on look look in your area. Uh, very often there will be a BJCP study class going on uh, sometime soon. And part of those classes is they will doctor some beers with known off flavors such as the butter, the diacetyl, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, DMS, you know, cooked corn, and you know, in that kind of controlled setting with a a neutral commercial beer as the backbone, you can learn to pick up some of those aromas and flavors mm-hmm. and uh, train yourself. Uh, so if he's trying to you know train himself to recognize some off flavors, that's one good way to do it. If I could be so bold as to uh, also suggest that you do sort of similar to what we do on Brewing with Style. Get together with some of your homebrew club, whoever, mm-hmm, your friends, mm-hmm. and um, get a few commercial examples of the same style of beer. 
that really has helped. I mean, I still have a long way to go, but it, it has helped me a right. lot. Um, a, hearing other people's um, you know perceptions and mm-hmm. what their palate mm-hmm. is getting, and then tasting them up and recognizing once you hear it, and then it start it helps you recognize it on your own, and right. also that that the different. Of the the same the same style, different examples of the same right. style really helps you dial that in. Find some of the more subtle things, and and then mm-hmm. you know anything side by side, you're like, oh okay. Especially when they're trying to be the same thing, you know. If you get a hundred people that like clone a beer, and they'd be like, wow, there's a hundred different variations of this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next question. This is uh, from Cody, writing us from Fargo, North Dakota. He says, Cody, one-year brewer. So he's, he's fairly new, and he says, yo, 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 my brewing bros and hoes. Uh, what's the deal with hop extract? My brewmate wants to make an IPA using hop extract. Mm-hmm. I've seen both hop resins and hop oils in the extract sections on Northern Brewer and More Beer and et cetera, and I was wondering exactly what the differences are. Uh, are there specific extracts for bittering, flavor aroma, boil, no boil, Dry hopping additions, et cetera. Right. There's, okay, so there's, boy, we could do a whole show on this, I think. Yeah, we really could. Um, you know, when you're talking to extracts, there are pre-isomerized, where they're they're already bittered, and you can add those without a boil to adjust the bittering of your beer. There are hop uh, extracts that are essentially the volatile ar- aromatic oils, oils yeah. that you can add in to add hop character to your beer. Then there's the hop extract uh, that we use at uh, Heretic, we we will actually use. They'll they'll make generic extracts, but we actually use a, a varietal extract. We use Apollo extract, and what we use it for is in our evil cousin because we like to use a lot of Apollo in that. The problem is, if we use just just the the, the leaf hops. product, yeah. it becomes really vegetal. And so, in order to get a cleaner, you know, bittering and hop character, we pay more money, believe it or not, for extract. So uh, we hope it, it works out to just about even because we get a little bit more beer out of it. But it's a better flavor because of that. Uh, you're removing all that vegetable stuff. What they do, uh, hop extracts got a bad name back in the day because they use chemicals to dissolve the resins. And then they get these, you know, they collect all that and then they kind of drive off the solvents, let the solvents evaporate. But it left solvents behind. Not good for you. It doesn't taste good. Things like that. Now what they do is they use... Um, Supercritical carbon dioxide. And they use that to rinse the the uh, the um, uh, resins and stuff out of the out of the hops. So, you know, carbon dioxide is already in your beer. It's a great way to go. And they make a really high-quality product with it. It tends to be a little pricey. Um, but, um, you know, it can make some, some nice, uh, it's nothing to be afraid of anymore. Um, you know, there are reasons to use it. I, the aroma oils and things like that, and the pre summarized, I, I tend not to use, um, you know, the, the, the oils and stuff kind of give a, it just seems added on to me. Okay. And maybe that's in my imagination. I haven't done a whole lot of experimentation with it, but. When I do, it's just like, eh, it's added on to the beer. I mean, I haven't used it very much myself, but you know, when I do, it's because I'm trying to brew a style such as Double IPA, Your Evil Cousin, for example, uh, where you're trying to get a cleaner bitterness, or mm-hmm. you know, and, and a very much higher bitterness than what is easily obtainable with uh, raw hops alone, or right. you know, normal hopping. Right. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for. 
and brewing other styles such as some lagers, uh, you know, normal gravity beers, uh, you know, traditional hopping methods work, work fine for those. But it's when you, when you're trying to push the envelope with, with hop character, uh, that's when these extracts can be very useful. All right. There's a little bit more to uh, Cody's question, but maybe perhaps we will uh, save this for a whole yeah. show. All right. Here's one from uh, Sean. Sean says, here in Europe, I cannot buy small oxygen bottles like in the U.S. I have a pro brewer friend who said he'd put some oxygen in a corny keg for me. Is this safe? Yeah, it's safe other than any sort of explosive things. You know, use uh, oxygen safe uh, tubings and stuff like that if you're using plastic um and rubbers and things like that some of them can combust in a 100 oxygen, oxygen environment yeah. so just be careful of that but other than that it's it's fine corny kegs are rated to what 75 psi something like that oh no i think they're going too higher like 100 or something like that yeah. or but i think they're generally rated like 60 any stainless container they'll, they'll tend to rate them to you know like kegs and things like that to yeah. 60 but they can handle more than that. Um, and you can't get oxygen. What he should do is go fake a medical problem where he can't, where he needs oxygen. Hey, you got your, all your socialized medicine there where everybody's covered, right? You go there, and then you, you get them to wheel over an oxygen tank for you or a concentrator, and then there you go. Right. He, he might just have to wait eight months to get his appointment, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's getting but free I mean, oxygen. Right. Come on. On yeah. the other hand, why does he really need oxygen? Right. You can generally get by with just air. If you're doing loggers, I, I could see needing oxygen, but uh, air is generally uh, adequate for almost for most beers. Oxygen is just quicker and easier. And it, it doesn't tend to impact the head retention as much because you get to your your aeration level, your O2 level, uh, quicker than you can with air and less bubbling and less, you know, forming of uh, uh, head-forming proteins and things like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, there's there's something there to it. But uh, I, I, it wouldn't be the end-all, be-all for me. But, right. uh, yeah, if you can do oxygen, it's nice. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Looking at looking so at what I'm saying is what what is up with your country? You can't get oxygen, huh? I noticed you after I did a little Christ. southern accent right there for a minute. <laughs> That's right. Here, America, we can get oxygen right we, anytime we damn well please. We go down to the Home Depot, the Lowe's, the Osh, and we can get ourselves all the oxygen we want. Little container, big container, we get them right here. I'll, I'll start my own hospital and. That's right. Give oxygen to anybody who wants it. Damn, what kind of communist country you living in? You can't get oxygen. (laughs) Right? Huh? Are you with me? Charge it for the air you breathe. Right. Here in America, air is free. We (laughs) breathe every day. That's why uh, Jews have big noses. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) That's a little excessive, Oh, please. This coming from a Jew with a small nose. Okay. (laughs) Your nose isn't that small. I'm just saying. How dare you? <laughs> my nose is adorable. Devo, my nose is great, isn't it? Can't tell amongst all that red hair. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's adequate. <laughs> uh, speaking of adequate, go check out our fine sponsor, uh, Blickman, Engineering. Blickman Engineering. They're as adequate as adequate gets. Uh, wonderful people there. BlickmanEngineering.com. And if that's not enough, go to AdamandEve.com. Right. If you're feeling less than adequate, go to AdamandEve.com. <laughs> Take a look at some of those pictures. You'll you'll feel even less adequate. 
but you get a great discount. Use the off code Jamel at adamandeve.com. And uh, if you still got a little bit of money to spend, spend it on an AHA membership at thebrewingnetwork.com. Yeah, be the best little, money you ever spent. Yeah, Brewing Network gets a little cut, and you get to support a great organization. They give you lots in return. Well worth your price of admission. So check that out. Until then, brew strong, everybody. Brew strong.